0: You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. I'm back. Back in New York. I'm back. Brian. Back New York. Scott. What are we here for, Brian?
1: What are we here? Have we come to bury the Knicks? Are they buried? Are they dead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say
0: yes. Are they gone? We know they are, Brian. <laughs> you know, it's like they're in hospice right now.
1: Right. You they're know? very sick. They're right. very it's bad. It's really bad. The diagnosis. Is that by the time anyone hears this, they'll, they'll either have risen like a phoenix or they will be dead. <laughs> right. That's true. So there's just nothing we can do. That's true. To really, you know, prep ourselves for that. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I can't
0: see a world where we speak again and the Knicks are still playing.
1: <laughs> right. But yeah. there's like no way for this episode to really make any sense by the time anyone hears it. Like That's we're true. Kind of, we're kind of going into it that way where there's like no hope for this to last or <laughs> <laughs> relevant to anyone by the time they hear it, right?
0: You're right. I didn't even really think about the delay aspect of it, but you're so right. Like... Right. Yeah. They're, you know. I mean, well, so right. So say they win tomorrow night and then we go back to Atlanta. When is that game going to be? Saturday? Friday night.
1: Friday night.
0: And, and let's then game
1: 7 would be Sunday.
0: Okay. Right. So one way or the other, we won't speak again on the on air until the series until... is over. Yeah. So yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. This doesn't make any sense to anybody listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome So, one of the reasons before then, okay, before we get to the Nick's burial, one of the reasons. Welcome
1: to the show, everybody. Strap in. Get ready. (laughs) What you're about. (laughs) There is no chance what you're about to hear will have any relevance to you. (laughs) But we hope you'll listen to it anyway.
0: Well, go ahead and listen. All right. So I'm going to solicit some uh, advice from the fans. This may be a test of how well we, if anybody listens, somebody will. I wonder because our friend, our dear friend Adam he listens to us i think so Mm -hmm. let's see what adam has to say uh today was a day that comes once a year for many men those of us that are not successful enough to have central air conditioning in our homes uh (laughs) this day comes but once a year where you put the air conditioners back in the in the windows yeah and today was that day in my house so we actually got new windows uh Maybe two months ago, all new, brand new windows, you know, of the cheapest quality, but still brand new, and, uh, so, uh, put in the bracket. you know, those brackets. <laughs> uh
1: huh.
0: So put in all the brackets in the morning, and then in the afternoon went down to our storage space in the basement, and then I got to bring three air conditioners upstairs, and then you know, so one of the air conditioners is not touching the bracket so maybe an inch or two above the bracket is that a problem
1: one of the air conditioners is not touching the bracket in the window right and that you why would that be a problem It could fall out well
0: i mean no because if it falls out it'll land on the bracket right but is i don't know can the window hold the weight of the air conditioner do windows hold the weight of air conditioners without those brackets?
1: I don't know, because I have one that, like, yeah, you it, like, fits against the... Win- you know, anyway, I, I don't know. But it, it mine works, but I don't have the brackets.
0: I mean, mine will work. The,
1: the window holds it. Yeah, the windows can hold it.
0: Right. The window holds it. We're, we have to have the bracket. It's like building policy. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So, the bar- bracket's there as an additional safety measure, possibly. Right. But yet, you don't have to have the bracket propping it up.
1: I don't think so. Okay. All right, well, that's I'd comforting. have to see. You know, I don't really know. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? It lands on somebody and kills them?
0: <laughs> well, I would actually put that second to it just rips my whole window out of my wall.
1: Oh, right. That would be terrible. Right. Imagine watching your air conditioner drop out of your home. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: that's one of my favorite Seinfeld moments of all time.
1: When that happens?
0: When Kramer, first of all, br-
1: brings right, Jerry right.
0: 8,000 BTUs of raw cooling power.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> puts it in the window, lowers the shade. Not even the okay. window, the shade. Right. And declares, installed. <laughs> sure. And then it falls out, Graver grabs the wire and nearly gets dragged out the window with it. That's one of my favorites. But, uh, anyway, I was doing that for, like, two hours. Oh, God. Like, readjusting it, and taking it out, and putting it back in, and bringing it, it, things up from the... So I'm not coming into this podcast, this radio show, with a great attitude.
1: Right. Uh, what a fitting eulogy for this series. Right! That we have... Spend five minutes on your <laughs> air conditioner. Who would have guessed all the promise that we started this with, all the happiness and enthusiasm, and here we are, and there's just not a goddamn thing to talk about. <laughs> that will make anybody feel good, um, or that I want to really discuss. I know. All so, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, I was going to just say, like, where are you? Like, is it – it's just acceptance and, like, they're just better than we are and that's okay and we've had a great season. Like, disappointment that – it's still a bummer, you know what I mean? Like, I can even get to that acceptance, but it's still not, like, okay. kind of Like, if we lose this game five and you're telling me we lose 4-1 and they just rolled us, like – you know, I didn't think there was that many there weren't that many paths that we could end, exit this season unsatisfied. you know, like, yeah. And yet here we are <laughs> staring one of the very few in the face, which is coming up pretty limp against a Hawks team that is very good. But like, I think people are getting a little carried away by how much better they are than we are all the key players that we really care about have not played well. You know, I think we were talking a couple weeks ago, I said I would take a bullet for Reggie Bullock. Yeah. Now, you know, I mean, can you even re-sign Reggie Bullock? You right. Know, it's like what re-sign? are you here for? Right. Like what do we do with Reggie Bullock? Um so I don't know. Like how what what what's your feeling?
0: So I feel like a couple times I've referenced this in our group text with our our dear friend of the pod, Matt. This experience is reminding me a lot of what it was like to watch the 2006 Buckeyes lose to Florida in that national title game. Right. I never loved an Ohio State team more, uh, including the 03 national title team. That was my senior year in school. So we're talking about 06 team is three years after I graduated. Loved that team. Yeah. I was a Troy Smith defender from his high school days. Right. <laughs> I loved Troy Smith. Like, I've never loved another man. And uh, he won the Eisman Trophy, and we were number one in the country. Michigan was number two. We beat them in an epic battle. Coming off of that, we were expected to just roll Florida. And yeah. Ted Gidd Jr. returned the opening kick for a touchdown. So, But he got hurt. But – Going into that game, that that was my favorite Buckeye team of all time, and I felt it with the coronation was a formality, and oh just I loved it. And you were with me that night. I cried. We got right. smacked in the face. <laughs> open handed. Not even punched in the face, right. just an open hand slap in the face, and it was over. We that were crushed. down. Right. And this series has felt a lot like that to me. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just like I could not have loved this Knicks team more. I, I you know, I, I, they exceeded all expectations, and we walk into this series and we're just getting trounced. Like it's not even close. Who's better? Yeah. They are. Like they're right. just better. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 a hard because that's like that's it. You know, I still love those guys. I still love Troy Smith. I still love uh, Ted Ginn. I still love that team. I would take a bullet for Jim Tressel, but every time I think about that team, I even what is it? It's like 15 years later. I can't shake the sadness. Yeah. That's yeah. associated <laughs> with them. And I'm really afraid that that's how this Knicks team is going to be.
1: Right. Like it just I just would hate for it to have such a you know, ugly end of just a sound defeat, five games, never, you know, Randall doesn't have a single good game which is on the table. You know, he was a little better in game 4, but not really. Um, you know, Quickly hasn't played well. Bullock's been terrible. Like all my guys that I really care about have yeah. really not been good. Um, Obi. <laughs> Obi's played well. Yeah. yeah. And RJ had a good game 4. He kind of had a bounce back game. Though he hasn't really been like a, you know, a true factor, but he's played okay in a couple of the games at least. Yeah. Um,
0: so I don't know. So let's start with Randall because we had an exchange the other day. I'm mad. I'm mad at him. I,
1: yeah, I can tell you're, you're upset with Julius.
0: <laughs> yeah, I not I'm, I'm mad. I'm not going to say I don't like him. And I, you know, we'll get to the contract stuff or whatever. Like, but that all to me, that even misses the point. It's just, I'm upset. I'm angry at you. I feel hurt. I feel like, you know, here's really the thing. Because on this show, on this very space, at the beginning of the year, we had we brought Matt on uh, and, you know, you guys said, why don't I love Julius yet? And I was like, you just can't force up. And I grew to love. I was late to the party, but I made him earn it and I felt like he earned it and he earned my love, which makes this series feel like even more of a betrayal. You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> I hear you. I mean, he's been so bad and it's tough to watch because it's on the other hand, you have like Trey young, who's having kind of the exact opposite experience. Here's a guy whose reputation is actually being elevated by this playoff performance, who has been a very good player. But I think I personally didn't think he was this good. You know, I thought he was a little bit of a fugazi, a little bit of, you know, flash stats, like, wasn't a guy who could you know that you could really rely on and he's the opposite he's actually been elevated he's been better than he was in the regular season in these playoffs he's he looks like he's one of those guys he rises to the occasion he seems to he's relishing it i mean he's he's nobody's enjoying sticking it to us more than this guy.
0: oh god i know
1: and julius it's not just that he's playing bad it's he you know he looks like he knows I'm the number one guy in the playoffs and I, he's, he's trying out there. He's trying too hard. He's trying to do too much. He's, he looks a little, you know, like it's a nervy feeling watching him play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then you have, you know, game four or ends with him, you know, the, the, the shove and looks like he's sort of unraveling, so to speak. Although I thought way too much was made of that whole, that thing. I mean, I'm mean, way was, too I mean, much. That was like, he thought the guy, pushed his guy and he gave him a little shiver to be like hey don't do I mean that like it wasn't even a brushback pitch in baseball right just far like more a, dangerous like, In it wasn't a big deal brushback pitch yeah but on the other hand it just feels so unfair to go out you know I mean none of this happens without Julius Randall like none of this this season cannot exist as we have known it without him he's been so good and you know, I don't think – I think you're totally right that it's fair to, like, point out that he's been terrible. I think it's it's – I'm not – it's reasonable for people to write articles about what's wrong with him. And, you know, it, I th- I don't even think it's unreasonable to, like, talk about what this means for the Knicks and how they evaluate him, you know, like, what level of player he is, I guess. Um but it's hard not to want to defend the guy too. Like you know, I just think we've learned more about our team than Julius. Then we've learned about Julius Randall in this series. Like we're we're not quite there.
0: I feel like you had me. I was uh, look. I, I'm not abandoning Julius. I still love him. I'm not getting off his love boat. But I'm mad at him. <laughs> I'm just mad at him. Like. Uh, You know, you had to be better. You just had to. Like, you're right. We do not get this far without him. I will never forget that. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not discounting it. I'm not dismissing it. But he hasn't, like, just not carried us. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that the expectation that he, like, be going toe-to-toe with Trey. But he hasn't even put together one of those, like, Randall games where it's like, you know... He's not in total control of the game, but then you look at his stat line and it's like, oh, hey, you know, look at that performance. I, you know, given that, that guy, he's even awesome under the radar sometimes. Like, he's just been bad. Like, flat bad. And, yeah, I'm mad about it. Like, yeah,
1: you know. I, you know, it's like their whole, they're, you know, the whole game plan is focused to stop the guy. Like, he doesn't really have the supporting cast that can you know take pressure i don't know it's just like it's hard for me to say like uh, you know put it all on him or that that he hasn't played well enough and therefore i feel differently about him because of how he's done in this series i mean i don't think it's crazy either like you're right he's been really bad yeah <laughs> I mean, I guess last game I would say was one of those games where, like, he wasn't terrible. And if the Knicks had played better, you would have said he played well. Like, you, you know what I mean? He, like, not that he would have said he played well. But he wasn't. He didn't play a bad game,
0: right? But he also um, waited till game four to unleash a mediocre performance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I, I, yeah, I look. I don't really disagree with anything you're saying. Like. I understand it intellectually. I get it. I'm not looking to abandon him. Uh, And I want to talk about his contract. Not even because I care about contracts, but only because it's going to be a part of the conversation and I have some thoughts on it. But I still just think, like, I I love him. This season doesn't happen without him. And this postseason has been unacceptable. It's not even that, like, we didn't win or we went down fighting. It's bad. Like, it's just been unacceptable. Like, Julius, you got to do better than this. Like, you have to do better than this. I get that the game plan has been to stop him. But, like, then shoot a three and make one, for God's sake. Which you did all year. We know you're able to do it. Yeah. Like, where did you go, Julius? Come back. We need you. I almost sent you guys a clip on YouTube of uh Superman when he, you know, he he in Superman 2, he, lo- he, he he gives up his powers for love, for Lois Lane. And then General Zod and his weirdo henchman and woman come in and terrorize Earth. And Superman goes to get his powers back. And then he makes this triumphant return to battle. And I thought that's what Julius was going to do for us. In game two, which we won somehow. But no, he just hasn't shown up. He has not returned to save us.
1: Well, game two, right? He did make some plays down the, you know, he down the stretch. Yeah. In good second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that uh, was a big part of why we won the game. Yeah. I agree with you. I thought game four, he would play well and we would win. I really did. Yeah. I thought we were going to come back 2 2. I thought he was going to play a good game and we were going to win and we were going to look a little bit. And and as soon as we got to halftime, I actually didn't feel very, you know, we were only down four, but I did not feel good at all. Right. No, me either. It was terrible. It felt like we were hanging on for dear life. And it felt like we were exactly what happened. Like we were one run from it being over. Like we were they would make a run they score you know they just score so much easier than we do and so they they'll score nine points nine zero runs like in a blink and we like you know a six zero run is like work for us you know so right. anytime we get down it's just like and i felt like they hit us with a few punches early that we responded to and i was like okay and then by the end of that first half it was just like no we just don't We don't have enough firepower, but I just, I don't think you can divorce his play from, I guess you can't, you know, you can't divorce other guys play from him either. Right. Like Bullock plays a lot better when Julius Randall is scoring 30 points. Right. Like um, probably the same with everybody, Alec Burks and, and, you know, Derek Rose has been there to kind of take some pressure off him. He scored pretty, pretty much pretty consistently um so i i don't know i don't think you're wrong i just like well i can't get mad at him though i don't know it's like he's the guy he's the only reason like he does have to play better but like we have no choice but to just like hope he does play better well but right but i mean that's sort of the thing. Like I,
0: that's what drives me nuts is like, Oh, it's actually Bullock's fault. Cause if Bullock was better, Randall would be better. Like, no, Randall's the guy. He's the key. He's the one who has to be better. Like, I mean, Reggie Bullock certainly went down a notch in my book, but I'm not, I don't blame him. He's not the make or break dude in this. Like if Julius, like, I get it. If Julius were playing better, like if Bullock were playing better, maybe Julius would play better. But of the two, Whose responsibility is it? Ultimately, it's the guy who went to the All-Star game and won most improved player. That's whose responsibility it is.
1: Right. But when you only have one of those guys in these playoff series, when the team is ready for you and has studied you and they're only playing you, it is hard when you don't have another guy who's on that level, right? But who's
0: Atlanta's other guy?
1: Well, they don't have one. They have like seven. I mean they have a ton of scoring like they just have a lot of guys who yeah like I I do feel like you know we shot so well from three this year but like we don't have their kind of shooting you know it's and it's weird it's been like revealed in this series of like we you know like RJ has shot it he shot it so well from three um the whole second half of the year I mean really well yeah but like do you trust him to make one in the playoffs when no. we need one? Like not really, you know, and the same goes for a lot of, the, a lot of our guys. Um, so I don't know. Well, it's like, like, what, what, how do you feel about like the heat? What happened to the heat this year and Jimmy Butler? Like, does that, yeah, you know, he was really bad. I mean, his team was just outmatched and like, I don't think of him. I mean, I know it's a different story. Cause like we watched him do it last year and Randall, I just feel like for me, I'm willing to give Randall, like, the first... Look, his first run as being this dude in a playoff series didn't go well. And it's... You know, it happens. Like, he's not... You know, he's never done it before.
0: I agree. I agree with that. So, I just want to be clear, too. Come November, I will be all in on him. I will be very supportive. I will be... (laughs) Because I want him to redeem himself. Because that's our shot, you know. Like he yeah. has to. For us. I want it to happen. But I. It's again. I'm not like. I'm not in a place where I'm like to hell with Randall. Or uh, I knew it. I knew that I couldn't trust this guy. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not there. But I guess. I guess my point is, is that he has to shoulder blame for this. Some. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, he has to. And that's just. Look, you're the all-star on the team. You won an award this year. This is your team. And you have to eat the responsibility for this. And I just don't... I'm not here for, like, it's not really his fault. Like, no, it's his fault. It's also his... It's his... Well, I don't know. What's the opposite of fault? He's the reason we're here. Right. I haven't forgotten that. But... If we lose the series 4-1, it's his fault. And, right. and that has to be also acknowledged, is my point. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with you. Like, he, he hasn't played well enough, and it's cost us. But, I, I mean, I think him – I do think it's in the context of the whole team that, like, okay – we had, you know, we, we, and look, we knew, right? We knew this team had to get better. Like, it wasn't a finished product. No one thought we were going to win the championship. Like, I I think his performance, though, like, if we do lose tomorrow night and we lose 4-1, like, I think it's because he didn't play well enough. Whereas if we lose in six or seven, it's because they're better than we were. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's like... Like, I'm having both feelings of, like, they're just better than we are. But, like, this is still a disappointing result. And it does – I agree with you. Like, it feels okay to say, like, we're better than this. Yes. This shouldn't be – this should be a decent series. Like, you know, it's like – I feel like a lot of people are going to, like, we have no chance tomorrow night. And I'm like, really? Like, we have no shot to win that game? This isn't like Jordan's Bulls we're playing. Like, we – we have answers like we you know we do have some good players like um there should be like we should have a punchers chance against this team at home like i i do think we should all feel disappointed if this series doesn't go back to atlanta like you know and like disappointed in the Knicks. Like no, then you haven't maxed out even this team's potential for this postseason. Yeah, if that makes sense.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. So I guess like now let's shift to the responsibility that Tibbs should bear for what we're seeing.
1: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably a little, right? Like
0: has to be. I mean, I look. I think it's kind of. I think it's easy to say uh, that we did, but like, it's true. We didn't exploit Trey on defense and yeah. that's easier said than done. And, and it's sort of funny to me the way that a lot of people like, you know, I, like, I don't think the answer is don't play Reggie Bullock because they were hiding Trey on Bullock and so people are like, what's Bullock doing in there? They're hiding Trump on- Get more guards out there. Like get more guards out there. What are you talking about? Like, Elf, you want him back out there? Like, right,
1: or Frank, they'll hide him on Frank. Right, so
0: <laughs> it's not so much that I thought that they needed, but there are things you can do. Like, Bullock was a good three-point shooter for us this year. Why aren't we running him through, like, eight dozen screens so that at the very least we have people just taking pops at Trey Yeah. and making him run around a lot? But, you know, look, I'm not a basketball x's and o's guy and 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 whatever and and if that's not part of our offense maybe that's like a difficult thing to just be like hey this is what we do now like now we're the warriors and reggie you're steph curry like that's hard but i don't know because i i just heard you say two seconds ago we have answers and i agree with you but i don't know what the like i haven't seen the answers and it is tibbs that's tibbs's job what are the answers tom (laughs) give us answers
1: it also like it seems fair to say our defensive game plan has not worked and we've ne- we haven't gone away from it and yeah. like he just keeps getting in the paint and he does every wants. and i've seen some people on twitter and the like who've suggested that maybe it's time to go under screens and force trey to take three pointers where he actually doesn't shoot as high a percentage as you think and like not let him dictate the whole game but force him into just taking long shots and hope he's cold and not let him get everybody involved and 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 that makes some sense to me i but i also could easily see you doing that a few times and he's burying three right yeah because he's a great player he's a great shooter and that's the problem yeah um so i'm sure that's why he doesn't want to do that but that seems like worth a try um you know i think i I also saw somebody i thought made a good point of like you know, there was a lot of consternation over the year about Tibbs not trying this or that and not experimenting with lineups and and I think I think that it really worked. You know, I think his thing was on this it's the first year I'm here, I'm trying to establish something. It was really important to play everybody in roles and that they understood. And I think that had a lot to do with us overachieving. But I do think you get to this place where now we don't have a lot of things we can go to that we're, that we've used before. So even like Rose starts and, you know, quickly actually hasn't had that many minutes of like running the team and whatever, you know, and, and that would suddenly, we look a little shaky, like went to a couple lineups late in game four that like have never seen the floor together, (laughs) you know, like we didn't have those types of things that we can really do. and maybe that's hurt us a little bit but i mean the flips i don't i don't that's not even a criticism of tibbs like i think he was right to like this is the first year and that it had a lot to do with us overachieving i just think now we're here and it's probably cost us a little in this series yeah um but i don't think that overwhelms the value it brought to like the season as a whole you know what i mean
0: no i i agree with you I, i don't think tibbs has been uh superb in this series uh But I I don't totally blame him, and I still – I guess I'm I'm less mad at him than I am at Randall, which is obvious because I'm just more suspicious of Randall. (laughs) And – but I wanted to be fair and direct some of it at Tibbs because, uh, you know, because, again, I'm mad at Randall. Like, I am mad at him. I feel angry at him, and I follow his wife on Instagram, and I feel angry at her.
1: Right. I know. <laughs> and his son is definitely yes. not as adorable as he was Right. Right. And, you know, it's like, God almighty.
0: Uh, and none of that's fair. Yeah. But not fair at all. it's There's still. Nobody do anything to them. No, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> nobody, Please. Nobody
1: send them angry messages. Or right. They're wonderful people.
0: Right. The worst thing I have done and will do is like fast forward through her Instagram stories. Right. That's <laughs> it. That's as far as I will take it. And I don't recommend anyone in the world taking it any further than that. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm just, God. And then I don't know where, like, all right, so let's talk about his, his con. like, so now, of course, the instant reaction is, oh, not a max player. Not a max right. player.
1: Right. Like, okay. Well, but, that's what i'm resisting that's i just do yeah. want or that he's not he's a second option he's a third option like i don't really i don't really buy that or fall into that like i don't think we need a player who's better than julius randall we need a player who's as good as julius randall <laughs> we yeah know, we need another guy of his caliber right right um and whether it's someone better than him or just as good or a little worse fine I, we need another player of that caliber another all-star uh, yeah, or we need more, you know, we need uh, additional, you know, we need to be really loaded. We need, like, crazy depth or, um, yeah. yeah, we need another, yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to get into his contract yet. You know, we're still, there's a pulse, Scott. All right. There's a pulse in this team.
0: Fine. I don't want to talk about his contract either. I just want to say, because I actually listened to to Simmons and Russillo talk about this, and Simmons was wanted to strangle him through my phone. But he was just like, I wouldn't pay Julius Randle at this point. And Uh, Russillo was just like, yeah, but like, what else are the Knicks going to do? Right. Like, (laughs) what are you going to do? Like, we just, this year, after decades, finally rebuilt our reputation. And then the guy most responsible for that, we're just going to not pay him after one bad playoff series. Like, that'll help. I'm sure people will come run into our team.
1: But I'm also... Like for what? For what? Like, to do what? Right. Like right. What's the point? Then or, we won't have him. Who will we have?
0: Right. Who are we replacing him with? No, <laughs> no No. star is coming here to play without him here. Right. So it's annoying that people write up just like, oh, not pay, I wouldn't pay him. Like, okay. Well, then please lay out your plan for the Knicks. Right. That doesn't involve... Unknown superstar forcing their way here. Because could that happen? Yes. Do I want it to happen? Yes. But we can't rely on that. So what's your plan if you don't want to re-sign him?
1: I mean, and what? Like, God forbid we get stuck rooting for this team I love that I had the time of my life watching right this season. Who I'm invested in. And I can watch steadily improve. And maybe they Like, what's so bad about having a team I love and being pretty darn good? Like, yeah what i just don't even get that stuff it's like everybody already immediately like you don't want to get stuck you don't want to get stuck what being good for a while right it's not that bad right <laughs> it's better than being a disaster for 20 years like I, you know it's not the end of the world
0: also like having eddie curry was getting stuck having right. julius Randle is not getting stuck
1: wouldn't we pay him a little more than he's worth and so we're only the four seed for a few years. Like, okay. That's I like being the (laughs) four seed. It was wonderful. (laughs) Right. I prefer being the four seed to the fourth overall pick. Right. And being the four seed, you're much closer to being the one seed than being the, you know, sixteen seed, whatever. So like I would much rather have Randall and build around him and like that's fine. I mean, God. Right. Well, it's a, it's also, too, it's like
0: all this player empowerment stuff. Like, I am on the player's side, but I hate how it's also turned conversations with friends. I'm not even talking about the media. Just friends of ours that also follow the Knicks. It's all like, is Kawhi coming? What yeah, about th- – yeah. and it's just like, I don't want Kawhi, A. I know. I know. And, B, I don't care. Like, Because you're right. We do still have a pulse. As slow as it might be, we might be in hospice care. We might only be on quality of life medications at this point. But I still, already, we're texting about Kawhi.
1: Like, get out of here! I don't I want Screw anybody Kawhi. else. I don't want Kawhi Leonard. He's a weird mute. Right. <laughs> And I don't like his uncle Dennis either. Right, I don't. Right, I am tired of chasing the next star. There's the team we got. I like the team we got. Let's see if this team can get better. We have young players who I think will be much improved next year. Um, I think Obi Toppin will be a lot better. I think Emmanuel quickly will be a lot better. I think RJ Barrett will be a lot better. I think you know one guy who who's got to be loving what's what's happened in the playoffs is Mitchell Robinson's agent, right? <laughs> because like. Noel I love Noel he's been great I hope that we can keep him as our backup center um I'd love if Taj was willing to like play for a million bucks again and be our third string center our emergency center but and I knew this was the case even as Noel was really great that we were gonna miss Mitch in the in the playoffs and yeah. we have like I, I think he would be a big factor in a series of a counterbalance to Noel Pella. And what he does on the offensive glass, which we really need. Yeah. Um, And his defense, you know, because he doesn't just block shots. You know, it's like it's everything. It's the. He's everywhere, you know?
0: Yeah. And he is. He's much stronger than Noel. Much stronger. He's broader. He's much bigger. Yeah. He's
1: much bigger. Yeah. Yes. He's I mean, he's probably four or five inches taller. And I bet he outweighs him by 50 pounds. Yeah. You know, he's big. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we've missed him
0: big time. I totally agree with that. You're so right. I mean, I've thought about him, but his agent is must be salivating over over this series. Right. For sure. Where where do you stand on RJ's performance in this in this series?
1: I don't know. It's uneven, right? I mean, it's like on the one hand he's done fine and and he's shown some stuff. I do think he's not afraid of it. Like he doesn't look jittery to me. No. He's just missing shots. I think he wants to play well really badly. Um you know, he played well game four. So I'm encouraged more than disappointed in what I've seen from RJ. But like on the other hand, he's still got a you know, he's got a lot of work to do, RJ. Um but I don't know. What what's your feel what's your take? You know, I rewatched game two
0: and I was looking pretty much only at RJ on every offensive possession. What Like, didn't matter where the ball was or what was. I just looked at RJ. And I feel like we don't use him enough. I feel like the guys don't go to him, and he doesn't just take control. And I I don't know why that is. I'm really curious as to why. But I feel like a lot of times he he comes down the floor, and he runs into the right corner, and he's just there. And, you know, maybe they kick it to him, and maybe they don't. But – I felt like, at least in Game 2, whenever he had the ball, he did something. He either right. took a shot that wasn't a terrible shot, even if it didn't go in, he effectively drove to the basket, or he drove to the basket and made a nice pass. So, I I don't understand it, because I actually feel like he has been pretty good, and I don't understand why he's not more of a feature at this point.
1: Right. Especially those periods, yeah, when we're really struggling to score running the offense through him a little bit, because he also gets fouled a decent amount. Yeah. And he's a big, strong guy. Yeah. Get You're to right. the line. I don't get it. I I, I feel
0: – I'm actually feeling really optimistic about RJ coming out of this series and just frustrated that – you know, talk about trying something when things aren't going well. Like, go to go to RJ. Like, that's not a gamble. That's not a big roll of the dice. Guy's been a starter all
1: year, number three overall pick. Like, let's let him run. Let's let him cook. Yeah. What do you think about this going small idea trying to play Randall and Toppin together maybe for a few minutes? Yeah, I mean, what what I don't there's
0: not a lot of things that I wouldn't be willing to try at this point. Right, you're on the brink. Yeah, I mean, we have to. Just throw throw, you know, throw stuff at the wall for God's sake.
1: Yeah. How many minutes does Alfred Payton play?
0: <laughs> so let's talk about Peyton gets benched and we have no continuity on offense
1: at all. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, I mean, I, I think it's like, the thing about Peyton to me. And I've, I think I said it once a while back where it's like everyone's been right the whole time, you know, like everyone's screaming at each other and everyone's right. Like, right. He stinks. He's no good. He shouldn't play. But like, you know there's problems with trying to like take him out because it's this and that and this, you know, and like, what about this? And it's like, you've seen it all, right? Like it's definitely caused issues with our bench. And on the other hand, at no point are you watching the game and being like, get him in there. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're not like put him in that second unit and that will like, no. So it's just like, it's this, we have, we don't have enough lead point guards. you know like quickly's not it's not quite him. Frank can't do it. Peyton can't really do it and Rose can't play enough to really do it for or he can do it but he you know you can't play in the whole game. right. So it's just the problem. and so benching elf didn't solve it, but it was a it was a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. right. it's you're right. Both sides are right. He stinks but benching him didn't make us better somehow it didn't help anything yeah, yeah
1: it didn't it didn't do anything but we were going to lose you know we were we would be in this hole if he kept like you can't tell me that there that third quarter we were down 4 you would have put him out there
0: no no i mean obviously <laughs> not game. no obviously not i this is in no way i was mostly kidding it's not but I also feel like we're, we're seeing some of the, the flaws in, in starting Rose at this point, too. Like, I don't yeah. think Rose is great at getting other guys involved. Like, that's I don't yeah. think that's just his game, and I think that's a problem. Like, when he's in with the second unit, so he's playing the other team's backups – and his supporting cast isn't as good and that's why he looks so awesome with the second unit but once you yeah. get him out there with the starters and you know there's other good players on the floor it's like
1: derek just uh just do like yeah 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 some of the right some of those like uh mid-range jumpers that he's been nailing some of them you're like well don't take that shot like, yeah i don't need that look right now yeah you're right that's a really good point um right he's a backup at this point in his career. Right. Like, that's that's what he is. You know, he's really great. He's been awesome. But he's not a starting point guard on, like, a contending team anymore. Yeah. You know, like, because um, you're right. He doesn't – he's not the playmaker that he should be. Yeah. And
0: that's how he plays. And that's not his fault. Like, yeah. he had that athleticism for most of his formative years as a basketball player. Like, of course, that's what his game is based in. And he has done an, an admirable job evolving to still be in the league at this point but when he's in with the starters you see it you see what the problem is i feel like yeah yeah and you're right it sucks because that was our that literally really was the card to play and we've played it and it hasn't made a difference it's like
1: (laughs) i know i know seeing seeing him start that's why i wish quickly had been in that role for a while and i just would love to see it yeah because i do think he can moderate himself where he doesn't have to you know he just wants to shoot his threes and um i would have been interested to see how that would go but he hasn't been good either you know he hasn't been good in the series he hasn't shot well he's been disappointing in some ways i know his Um, first game one it was like oh yeah i know it's like he's gonna take us to this other level Right. Um, when he plays well, that just is always the thing where we just we're a different team. When quickly he gives us that extra gear, like on offense, we're suddenly explosive. You know, the crowd. Like if he could hit a few, that's why I would like to start him because like, yeah. a couple threes early, the building's going nuts. And I mean, I'm not. I don't think he's going to do that for one second. I'm just saying, I w- I would love to do it, but um, he, yeah, he's been a little. You know, he hasn't played great either. No, I know. I feel like when
0: when Rose became the starter, it was like in the um uh, when in Game of Thrones when they fight the White Walkers and that whole battle is starting and the Red Lady Melisandra grabs a Dothraki sword and says some like spell and then all their swords light on fire. Right. And then they're like hey! And it's yeah. like, I remember when I first saw that scene, I stood up. I was sitting, and I stood up, and I I was like, let's go! And then they charge into the White Walkers, and you just see all the swords just extinguish. And you're just like, oh my god! You know, like, that's what it felt like.
1: Yeah. God. You know, more important than anything, Scott. What are we gonna do... With our lives. I now. don't know.
0: I don't know. Right. It's such a good question. What
1: are we going to do with our lives? <laughs> <laughs> Without this
0: team, I have nothing. It's so true. I have <laughs> nothing.
1: <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm just working all the time, and my kids are always around, <sighs> and I love them. God bless them. Today's my son's sixth birthday, and all right, it's June first. What, what a great day he's having, and what a joyful little boy he is! But what a pain in the ass! <laughs> <laughs> he is a joyful little uh, boy. God. he is, man. My kid, my son knows how to have a good time like nobody I've ever met. Yeah, he knows how he knows how to enjoy his life. Nobody is enjoying their life more than Nate Domena. <laughs> i don't disagree i don't disagree that's for sure he's loving every minute of it yeah <laughs> when i feel like he wakes up every morning and he's like what's what's today
0: what right. are we doing today all right I'm
1: on the menu That it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> and he's up for it where are we going oh yeah all right let's go there let's, we're going bowling um, let's go bowling <laughs> but i don't have that level of enthusiasm and all i've had is this team that i've been just uh, enjoying i mean this is going to be no game no nick game right what are we going to do i like
0: i can't even you're so right because i i'm starting to grieve i think just like t- two three times a week nick's game is on like it's like you and matt and i are hanging out basically virtually right. like right you know and it's just gone from our lives. It's going to be gone from our lives.
1: In uh, my head, we too. We need to make a stand. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I'm just in my head. Uh, last last summer, I went to Cape Cod uh, with my family. We, we do that every year. And when, I, when we first got down there, that's when the bubble started. The NBA bubble. And so it was nice, like. A day of activities, and I'm not a big activities guy, but I mean we're in Cape Cod and family, and so we're doing activities. And I get home in the afternoon after a full day, and I'm on vacation. It was nice to just have turn on, and there's basketball on in the background, like that was really cool. Yeah. So in my head, I've been thinking like, oh, all right, we're going to Cape Cod in basically two months from today. All right, so then I'll watch them that, and it's just like, oh no, wait, there's not, that's not happening no. this year. Like <laughs> in my mind, it's like, okay, that's what I do, but that's not going to happen,
1: and that They're that's right. what I start to get They're really sad. Yeah. We got to make a stand. The Knicks need to make a stand. Yeah. One game. Get me back to game six, and I will all as well. I will not ask anything from you. Give us. We're in the garden. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. Julius Randall, One big game. Get us back to Atlanta. Right. We'll let them celebrate on their floor. Don't let this season end with Trey Young dancing on our logo. Don't do it. And just, you know, shitting in our mouths. I know. Don't do that. No. I just, I know. Come on. Also, Randall, just give us one. Just give us give one. Give us one game. Give yes. us one you, big win. You got to do it. Send us back. I'll you lose game six. It's fine. Right. You know, in a great season. Right. Get right. me there. Don't. I'm not like this. Not like this.
0: <laughs> not like this. Just not like this. Don't do it. Ugh. We're standing on the train tracks. It really feels like
1: it. God, what? What do you think about all the um, the fan <laughs> misbehavior? Just people cannot handle it. What's going on? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Get it together, everyone. Right? Like, what you is know- the deal? I'm of like, I I'm actually, because I wanted to talk about this. I'm of like competing things in my head about this whole issue where it's ridiculous. I mean, these fans, it's like, behavior, and it's like simultaneously having this thing where people are treating athletes ridiculously poorly, like ridiculous, like you can't throw food at them and drink <laughs> and they're human beings and they deserve respect. So there's this like chronic lack of empathy for professional athletes Yeah, and who they are and what they're going through and it's like a societal problem on the other hand there's this equally powerful uh almost exaggeration of empathy being poured going towards athletes yeah you know and their mental health and their well-being and you know now you know the girl at the french open and like she seems to have dealing with mental health problems and like there should be some space for athletes to like hey i'm not up for the presser today i'm like going through it whatever on the other hand, like, there, I, I don't know, there's, like, we're putting our, like, labor hopes on, on athletes of, like, th- this mistreatment of athletes as this, like, top labor concern in America. And you're, like, all the workers in America, like, professional athletes are treated stupendously. Right. They have, like, powerful unions. They are uh, incredibly well compensated and treated, you know, like – They're not, you know, of all the like (laughs) labor issues in America, the treatment of professional athletes is like pretty low on the totem pole. Right. They're not Amazon factory workers. Yeah, they deserve everything they get. Like they're so they are the product, you know, like they they they're the only workers in my mind in America who like earn their money. Like they're worth every penny and more like that. They're they're gods among men, but they're treated roughly as though that's the case, you know. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's funny. There's like a, this tension that I'm seeing there where it's like, and I think they're, they're related sort of like there's one group that's responding to this with like, Oh, all these athletes we treat, it's ridiculous. And then the the flip side of it is these like people who want to put them in their place and are like throwing <laughs> popcorn at them.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say that
1: I do think that,
0: and I hate, I hate it when people default to an argument of, it's the media, but I do think most of the people who are overwhelmingly supportive of their treatment is the media, who kind of rely on relationships with these guys right. for for you know for for their jobs. Because I think it's the media being like, "How could anybody do it?" And then like once that ball gets rolling, and Twitter gets rolling too, I think. But uh, you know, so I don't know that it's like your average person that's like as quite as outraged. And I think most normal people are like you and I are having like the appropriate reaction. Like, that's uncalled right. for. Never do that. You should be punished. Right. But like, I'm sure Kyrie Irving went home and slept fine that night. So I'm not terribly right, concerned right. about him. You know, like, I don't think I, and we need to send him a get well card over that.
1: Right. Well, and then, and that like their mental, their well, their mental health should be respected and like empathized with and like an athlete should be able to say like, hey, I have kind of an issue with these pressers. Cost me a lot of stress. Yeah. Could I bag out of this one? And that should be OK. On the other hand, like I don't think having to do those pressers as part of their job for which they are extremely well compensated and for which they engage in collective bargaining and can you know, bargain their way out of that if they really want to is like that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, right. And not to I mention don't think it's that big a deal. something like that is also,
0: that's why you make so much money because you get covered by the media and everyone knows who you are and everyone regards you very highly because so every now and then you have to come speak to people who then will report what you say to the people who pay for tickets, jerseys, et cetera. And I'm not saying like, You know, I'm just saying, like, part of why you guys are so rich is because people care so much. And people care so much, we want to know what you have to say when these things happen. Like, it's part of it. And But here's the thing, right? Where it's like, the girl at the French Open, Naomi Osaka, you know, she's skipping the pressers at the French Open. If she says, I don't do pressers anymore, that's one thing. I'm not doing the one at the French Open, fine. I take sick days. She could take a sick day, right? And that's fine. And I'm not trying to compare myself to pro athletes because I don't like when people do that either, but... I think there's also a difference between I'm going to sit out the pressers at the French Open, so it's like a specific and isolated thing, similar to a sick day, and also an individual like Kyrie Irving who's just like, I'm going to disappear for two weeks and not tell anybody about it. Like, I don't get to do that at my job, and nor should you. Like, you know, that's ridiculous. Like, nobody owes you anything for that. No, it's like, how dare you question it? Well, because it's weird.
1: Right. That's right. I'm questioning it a little bit. You yeah. Know, right. Right. I, I, yeah. I know. I, I cause I totally with you. Like I hate when people com- compare their jobs to, pro- it's like, well, you're not a professional athlete. They're, right. If you were as good at your job as he is at his, you would be able to probably <laughs> right. negotiate many perks that you don't currently have, but you're not. Right. Um, but right. I don't feel the need to like celebrate him for it or make excuses for him for it. If other people want to criticize him when he does something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I agree. It's like, look, your business feels that these pressers are good for their business. Like, if you disagree, there's mechanisms for you to lodge those complaints and get these media availabilities reduced or whatever you want to do. But, like, it's not that big a deal.
0: I know. (laughs) I know. Absolutely. What do you think? Is it like... Is all this new fans, is it just people got unleashed, and they were cooped up too long, and they just don't have a handle on themselves? Or, like, is that really what it is?
1: <laughs> I think so. We're just back out of our cages, and it's like,
0: <laughs> Are they, like, uh, like, cautionary tales to the rest of us? Like, just don't go out there and get carried away.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Right. <laughs> Everybody, when you get on that vacation, like. When you get back in the bar, like, don't have a car bomb first day out. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Take it easy. Start with a beer.
0: Just start right. there.
1: Don't, let's just pace ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, I mean, I'm, look, I hate Trey Young. I hate his face, you know, and I'm just, he's driving me insane, and I want the Knicks to win so badly. I just can't imagine being three feet from him. How long it would take for it to reach my mind. I'm going to spit on him. Right. <laughs> never. <laughs> just never. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> right. Get a grip on yourself. And you want to find out they're like 17 or something. Every one of them has been like a grown adult. <laughs> I know that is
0: so true. Right. Right. Because a lot of the after the spitting, people were like, you know, the the crowd at MSG skewed what, young. Actually, it's like, well, the crowd might have skewed young, but the spitters
1: skewed old. Right, not that young. What right, was it, like like twenty eight or something. Is yeah, that, like come on. Right. No spitting. No right. throwing popcorn on a man, on a grown man. Right. I that would. That is that's got to be infuriating. That popcorn. I mean, that would make me like you. I mean. It's just that something about that specific level of disrespect is just so infuriating. You know? Also, he was hurt. Right. That's true. He was like, listening. yeah, <laughs> that was horrible. That was horrible. That's so true. That is truly horrible.
0: I did find the Kyrie thing least horrible. I don't even, I probably shouldn't even say that. It's horrible. Yeah. I don't condone it. It's
1: terrible. I mean, if it hit him, you're like, I know what you mean. There was the reaction of like, it was an assault. And you're like, all right. I mean, it missed him right um it didn't actually hit him nothing right. actually happened to him he's and i thought his i didn't care that he stomped on the logo but i found his stomping of the logo to be like the lamest form of trolling i you know what i mean like he didn't even he didn't even do it like if you want to do it go over and like step on it and yeah like he he wanted to do it in a way where he could maybe say he didn't do it it's like just classic I don't know. That guy just drives me absolutely up a wall. That's what I'm
0: saying. Right. It's unacceptable. Yeah. You can't throw stuff at anybody.
1: Just don't do that. No, just, he, yeah. The two things are not related to each other is what I would really yes, say. Yes, like right. Him, I thought that was a stupid, lame thing. He had every right to do it. And you don't get to throw something at him because you're angry that he stepped on your logo. You right. Know, like that's not the way life works. But... He is so annoying. <laughs> God, I know. I hate it. I can't stand oh, I him. I can't stand him. I know. And I just so sick of it. Every time it's like you want to say people point to some good deed he did. I'm, I was like, I'm not saying he's like garbage or that he's the antichrist. He's a human being. He's capable of good deeds, and I am sure he is can be a good friend and good person in many aspects of life. I dislike him. Right. (laughs) And I'm allowed. Right. And his personality bugs me, and I think he's full of it. I mean, yeah, everybody I
0: dislike has done something nice. There's (laughs) probably lots of people who dislike me, and I've done nice things.
1: So don't tell me I misunderstand him. I understand him. Right. I dislike him. Right. I understand him perfectly well.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I got him pegged. I think I know (laughs) he's precisely who he is, and (laughs) I choose dislike
1: right i don't like it and i'm allowed i don't like that nets team and somebody has to beat them that's pretty much my only concern the rest of these playoffs agreed all right brian that's it for the radio
0: show this week uh i hope that we're headed to game five bye everybody